Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of JM Rewind. JM Rewind gives us an opportunity to check out some of the recent guests who've appeared on JM in the AM. Rabbi Shoal Rosen from A Time was a recent guest of ours to discuss the upcoming Shasathon. My conversation with Rabbi Rosen here on this edition of JM Rewind at the Nahum Siegel Network. There is an organization uh, out there called A Time, and A Time has been uh, at the forefront of helping families who are uh, I'll use the expression, in desperate need of help when it comes to uh, having children and solving some of the uh, medical and other problems that exist uh, when in the process of trying uh, to have children. And it has been a long time since Rabbi Shoal Rosen has been with us um, here at JM in the AM, and it's a pleasure to welcome the founder and CEO of a time, Rabbi Shoal Rosen, to JM in the AM. Good morning. It is a pleasure to reunite in this way. Thank you so much for having us. A pleasure. Now, a time is now how old? How long has a time been? 28 in years. 28 years. Um, 28 years ago, this was a topic that was not readily discussed in our community. In fact, I read online that a time actually was, uh, was um, it was recommended that an acronym be used, so a word like infertility would not be in your title that people would cite at that time. Things are a little bit different these days. I'm sure at this point you have helped Thousands of couples, would that be accurate to say that? Tens of thousands. Tens of thousands of couples. And you have a big event coming up, uh, the Shasathon, which we're going to be talking about. It's not the first time you're doing this. You've done it before. But first, we're going to start with the incredible hand-holding abilities that you and your staff have when a couple is going through a difficult and, again, I will say desperate situation. Um, it, 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 it is almost impossible and I'm glad I watched some of your videos last night because it reminded me. It is almost impossible to describe to Jewish parents who have children, right? If they are parents, they have children. The pain that a young or even older than young couple is going through if they have never had a child. You've seen it a million times up close and personal. How could you describe to us what that pain is like? It's, it's an inner pain. You, you find it by Hannah says. Hannah with the Beit Salibba. That it's, it's even Ailey, who was the leader of Claudius at that time, couldn't see, that, couldn't understand the pain that Hannah was dealing with. Because, and any other issue that uh, people deal with, in sickness or in any other, uh, other, 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 other things they have to deal with, is you see it on them. It's a physical, it's usually a physical thing. It affects them physically. The family is involved. People around them are involved. And we hear by this, in regard to infertility, it's something that outside you would even you would never even know right. what's going on. Uh, you're describing the loneliness of it. It's a tremendous loneliness, and it's interesting. I never even thought of making that point the way you just made it. Um, anytime anyone, generally speaking, obviously everybody, whenever someone is encountering an illness, especially a long-term illness or something that's a serious illness, let's put it that way, most often, family members come together to be by their side, sometimes not physically, but you get my point, and are in touch with them on a constant basis and are visiting them on a constant basis and are giving them encouragement as much as possible on a constant basis. In this type of situation, I don't know if I could say generally, that wouldn't be fair to certain families, but very often that does not happen. It's, it's, it's almost, 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 almost never. Almost never. And they're going through this alone. And, you know, it's interesting because... If you think of the, and, and anybody who's familiar with the procedures and the, and the testing 
and the timing and the lachats, the pressure that is on so many of these young couples. Uh, if you're at all familiar with it, I know it's unfair to those who, God forbid, have you know life-altering diseases to compare. But if but if you're just talking about the regimen that they have to go through, there is a comparison there, wouldn't you say? One hundred percent. I'll share a small little uh, story that happened a couple of years ago. There was it was a time a summertime and people were in the country. And it was the grandfather was having the 50th anniversary of grandmother and grandfather. And they were making a Shabbos for all the couples, for all the family, all the Heinekloch, the whole, the whole, the whole. Children and grandchildren. Everybody to come together. Mm-hmm. And there was one couple over there that uh, they divided up each one, what they have to bring. Someone should bring the fish, someone should bring the, the children, someone should bring the meat. And this couple had to, that didn't have any children, one of the grandchildren, they should bring the Shalashudas. They're driving up to the to the country, and they get a call from the doctors. They were in the middle of an IVF cycle. They get a call from the doctor. They have to be hospital. You have to be right. in Manhattan for get, Shabbos. Get here now, right? You have to be. You have to right. be over Shabbos. You right. have to be in Manhattan, right? The whole family is going to be there. They're going to be missing. So they called their fathers. They called their, their, their father and mother, and they told them, "Listen, I was stuck in the middle of the way. We had. A, we don't know where to go. We don't know if we get there on time." No, tell me where you are. We'll send somebody out to, to, to get you. We waited a little bit of a while, came up with another reason that he's going to, he has Turn a flat back. tire, whatever. Right. He saw every single answer that he was given wasn't, wasn't being accepted. He just shot his phone. He turned around. He, 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 he notified us that we have, we, we have one of our services that we have is somebody has to be in Manhattan for Shabbos. Right. We pay for the hotel and we send out all the food for Shabbos so right. they, they can be there. And he drove up to the hospital, and he was there for Shabbos. Matzah Shabbos, he gets a call from his parents, saying how he embarrassed the whole family, how he should have been, he doesn't have any children, he should have been the first one over there, because everybody else has so many things to do, and he should be one to, get, to greet everyone to be there. And he, not only he didn't, wasn't there at the beginning, and because you're going through such a problem, you can't be between people. And the... Aunts and uncles didn't want to talk to him for four weeks. He didn't even talk to him. But he was thinking the whole time, the IVF cycle is going to be successful, and in a few weeks from now, he'll be able to tell everybody good that news. the good news. But unfortunately, the IVF cycle wasn't successful. And the, parent, the parents and the family have no idea why he wasn't there. And this is just a small story of the things that happen to these couples on a daily basis, all because... They act normal, walk normal, try to interact with everybody, and life continues with other people, and people just don't realize what these couples are going through. And the organization at the time is, is there to help them in the medical way, in, the, in, the, in, 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 in support systems, and in making sure that everything is run, that they, everything is run correctly and everything is done correctly, that they should be able to meet Hashem. And when you say correctly, you mean medically and Jewishly? Halachically and, and medically, of course. Rabbi yes. Shaul Rosen is here, founder of A Time. The video I saw last night, uh, the last video I watched, was um, somebody who I think spoke at last year's Shasathon, if I'm not mistaken, who now lives in California. Yes, yes, Elie Dixian. What a speaker. Yes. What a speaker. I'd love to, I was so curious to know if he was using notes or not, but that's a separate issue. <laughs> that's just my yeah. obsession with the way people speak publicly. Um, he described some Torah. 
And now everybody who's listening to this is now, you know, closing their eyes and, and you know, feeling horrible for these couples on an occasion like Simchastara. Simchastara is Simchastara. As he said, what Jewish man, and of course women as well, but you get my point. When you're in yeshiva, Simchastara is one of the highlights of the year. It's like it's one of the greatest days of the year. And now you're seeing all your colleagues and friends with their children and their children getting alias, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, the dancing, et cetera. And... You know, as he describes it, there's a limit to how many times people have to invite him to be a kvater. And there's a limit to how many times he has to be offered kalana arim. And there's a limit to this and a limit to that. And that's only Simchus Torah one day. Imagine every Shabbos, every Friday night, every Shabbos table, visiting others, you know, for a Shabbos meal. Yontif, obviously. I mean, who, who knows? You know, what, what, you know what, what's Pesach like? What's Purim like? Etc. I mean... Multiply it by a million in your head, and you see what they're going through at this point. For a lot of a lot of these couples, Yontif, as you were talking, yeah. just saying, as Yontif, when Yontif comes around, is is a happy time. It's a, it's family time. For them, it's the hardest time. They want to be happy on Yontif as well, but it's one of the hardest parts of the of their life because everything's surrounding around family. They have the younger sister got married, and they're coming with the baby, and they can't not look at the baby because if they don't look at the baby then, oh, everyone's looking at them. Why are you not looking at the baby? Right. So everything is, is every, everything is surrounded of who they are, what they are, how they're thinking, what they're thinking. And it's a very hard, hard, hard medium to find the right balance. Yeah. And that's where our time comes in. And a lot, of these, a lot of these instances, besides the vast medical information, but just the chizik, just holding their hand and making sure that Telling them again and again, no, it's normal. It's normal to think that way. I heard a tremendous idea from Fisher Shechter. He says, Tzoros Rab Mechotzi That if somebody says it, 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 should, it should be... We say misery loves company, yeah. but you're saying it's Chatzin Nechama. It's Chatzin Nechama. It's, 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 it's half a comfort. But the question is, it's not the Jewish way to think. Right. Jewish way is that because somebody else has a problem, automatically it's better for me. What, what, what means Chatzin right. Nechama? So he said it, he said it, he said very good, he said... That means to say is when I'm going through a problem, there's two problems. I'm dealing with the problem, and also I don't know how to deal with the problem. Right. When I see somebody else also doesn't know how to deal with the problem, I say, okay, that's part of the problem. Okay, I don't have to. I, I, I'm, I'm worrying about every single step that I'm taking, but that that comes with that comes with the territory that that I'm in. So automatically, half of my problem the, it, it disappears, and that's why the the the, the support groups that we have are, are so are so. Are so are so large. How many areas of the globe have support groups? Is it is it it's, endless? It's, it's endless. We have support with two, three support groups every single night on different type of topics for and in different, different areas of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're now because the time has now become international. Yeah, we just had two events now in in Texas. We just have, uh, we have for young Jewish couples who are couples. experiencing infertility. Yes. What is it a proper question for me to ask? What the success rate is, or is that not a uh... Hashem? The success rate is is a, is a very high rate. Hashem. High meaning over ninety percent, or yes, over ninety percent, over ninety percent. Where would these nine out of ten couples be without you, and without all these medical uh, advancements? It would it would it would be a, a lonely road. I, I was down that road. That's what we opened the time. I didn't have kids for five years, and. And for some people listening, will say five years is not such a long time. When you don't have kids, it's a long time. It's, it's, Especially it's, as everyone's anticipating, when are they going to give us news already? It's in 12 it? months times 12. Right. 12 times five. 12 times five. Right? It's, it's, and it goes very slowly. It goes very slowly. 
Unbelievable. Especially when you have siblings getting married with you. Unbelievable. Um, the the Shasathon event has essentially become a fundraiser for a time, correct? That's correct. And what year is this now for the Shasathon? No, seven. Why did you choose Shas? There are people who choose auctions. There are people who choose concerts. There are people who choose mailings. Why did you choose Shas to be the fundraiser for a time? So this is the brainstorm of uh, somebody that works in a time. Um, seven years ago. Seven. He, he's involved in time for longer seven right. years. But I'm saying he came but up with it then. He he was listening to Jay Root. Okay. And uh, he heard the story repeated in the name of Rabbi Vosna mm-hmm. in regard to Ramey Shapiro. And uh, the story is that Ramey Shapiro was before his birthday one year, and the Bachram came over to Ramey Shapiro and asked him what they can do for his birthday? What can they make it a special, make it a special day. day for his birthday? So he said, if they put away the sedorum from the from the from from learning on on the day of his birthday, he was there was about two hundred something bacharim in the yeshiva at that time, and they split up shas between all the bacharim, uh-huh. and they finished shas and that one day that would be the biggest uh, biggest birthday present, and they split up shas between the bacharim. And it came in the middle of the day. Certain Bacham had the easier uh, slots. Someone had the, the, the harder slots. And one that <laughs> had the easier, easier ones yeah. had finished earlier. Yeah. They started going over to the Bacham that had the harder slots and started making, changing, interchanging the blood. And it started becoming a whole tumult in Bismadish. And Amai Shapiro started getting extremely excited. He liked the unity. He went upstairs and he put on his kapota and his and, and, and his padik. And he was, he was they say, Amai Vosner repeats that he was on such a high from it. But that Siyamashas, he said the, the famous fa- famous line from him, that the last Masechta is Masechta Snida, right, and the last Perik is is is, is Tenoikis. So he said Hadrad Lachten Tenoikis. Hashem should be Mahados to bring children. Vesilik Lam Masechta Snida and take away this new Venod that we don't find our place. He should he should he should remove from us. It was the time when he heard the story. It was the same time. That Chai Leifel was starting the bikeathon, the 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 the, the go the, to really to really uh, raise funds in that way, and he figured, you know what? Let me put these two things together. Shasatan. <laughs> and this happens when? What date is this going to happen? It's going to be on next week's from Sunday a week, and uh, so a week from Sunday, and it literally it's the same way. Everyone gets together, yeah. and they how many people are involved? There's about there's 291 slots. Almost everybody has chabruses, so it's about 580 people. And those 580 will complete shots in one day. Everyone gets the slots four months in advance. Right. And it works the same way as any online sponsorship for a bikeathon yes. or anything same, else. Same, same idea. It's the same thing. And you could search Shasathon and sponsor a learner, sponsor someone who's studying. Someone you can sponsor a masechti, you can right. sponsor a blot. Right. And this happens on February, February the 16th. 16th. We open. We open the. Where uh, does this happen? This uh, the Ocean Place in, in Brooklyn, in, in New Jersey. Oh, in, New Jersey. In, in Deal, in the, uh, oh, nice. uh, by Long Branch. Right. In the Ocean Place, they have two huge halls. One right. hall is for set up for the learning. The other hall is set up for the for the CMHS. And that dinner I saw on video is at the end of that. Out of that, that, that That's what happens at the end of the day. And you have a special speaker. We have a special cetera. speaker. We have uh, we have music. We make it a, a, a proper a real proper celebration. Scene. But I, I want to just uh, uh, say that it's not just the money that's raised. A time has a budget over five and a half million dollars today, with all the medical research and everything that we're doing, and we have seventy-three employees that work for us. 
on a full-time basis. And the, the, the couples, when they, as we were talking at the beginning, most people don't know how to help these couples. Right. Like one of, one, one, of our, one of our couples that's a limit told me that people used to come over to him and say, this idea, maybe try this, maybe try that. Now they want to help him, they just donate to his page. Right. So it says it's a relief for him that he doesn't have to hear from people different advice that usually they don't even know what they're talking about. Right. But in this way, they feel they're doing something. They're helping him out. And for each couple, each dollar that comes in, we just had a Shabbaton this past weekend. We had 230 couples at, at the Shabbos. Who now have children or no, not? No, no. All, 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 all 230 do not. There are 230 couples in our greater community of this area that came to a Shabbaton because they do not yet have children. There's only only 230 showed up. For each couple that shows that shows up, there's about 20 that don't show up. You're telling me there's 5,000 couples in our community. In our, in our community between between New Jersey yeah. and New York and all of it, definitely. We feel we feel about about uh, 600 phone calls a day. I interrupted you. You were saying so these couples are at so the Shabbaton. These, these couples at Shabbaton were, come, were, were telling me that. They wanted to make sure that I realized that it's not just the 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 learning that they feel is a schus for them, but it's a chizy for the for the last four months. Every time they see more money coming in, they say, "Oh, another person's thinking of us." Another person's thinking of us, and every person that all donates chaveirim. anybody, all chaveirim, and especially when they see people that give that that is, if you go on the on the Shasan page, of certain people that raise sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars. And they see these people reaching out to companies, reaching out, and they see it's not it's not just a yochel that feels for me. It's people that really understand what we're dealing with, what we, what what we're going through. It's a tremendous chizik that that there's no way to ex- explain it to to, to 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 give a person the chizik that they're getting just by watching how how thing how things are 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 out there to help them. Rabbi Shaul Rosen is here from a time and I would bet just based on my experience of those who've asked me over the years to sponsor the Shasathon, I would bet you're going to have Hasidic people there, you're going to have people from Teaneck in the five towns there, and you're going to have everybody in between there. Am I right about that? That is correct. We have from uh Kippus Raga till uh Hasidic. the ult- ult- the ultimate yeah. with the with the, with the black socks and the and the, and the, and the, and, the, and the, Every, every, every type and everybody sits together, learns together. The achtas when you walk into that room by by learning, and you you see balabatim that that are sitting and learning, giving away the whole Sunday for seven hours. There's a break for lunch in the middle, but it's basically seven hours straight, just sitting and learning, and not le- learning ten blot in the seven hours, and all doing it for somebody that doesn't have any children. It's it's such an atmosphere. It's it's avoiding all combined in one because it's learning. It's the davening for the couples. Everyone, every 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 gets a list of couples to have in mind why they're learning, and it's also the gemilchasodim of raising the funds. So it's it's all three pillars of Claudius rule in one in one room. Do you have people moment. who've been at all seven? Yes, we have about 50, 50 people that were that were there since who beginning. treated like a yarek Valyaber. Yeah, they yes. can't miss it. We had we had certain people that. Found out that the Shasatan is coming out on the day that they're making a wedding, and they pushed off the wedding. We have, we have this year. We that's, have. that's a good school, by the way. That's a good school for grandchildren. <laughs> yes, definitely. If you postpone the wedding because of the Shasatan, you have you have a good chance of having grandchildren. We had last, <laughs> we had last year a chassan that came the night before his wedding. He was there a whole day sitting and learning, 
getting married the next, married one, the, next the next day got married uh, of everything we've discussed and we could go through every detail because there's so many astounding details you gave us this morning the fact that the number of couples is in the thousands just in this area of the country to me is unbelievable a lot of pain out there we have to be very sensitive i know that this is not exactly our topic because we're we're focused more on what the organization does but as a community we have to be so aware and so sensitive what people are going through uh, don't always don't always assume that you know what is going on in their private lives. Assume that they want to have children and that they can't, and that will be a much better way of approaching things. It's it's very important that people shouldn't avoid these couples. They should invite them to every simcha that they have, and they should invite them to everything. The only thing is, don't put pressure on them. Right. Understand, you did your job. You invited them. Let me, let them make the decision if they feel it's the right time for them or it's not the right time for them. Right, and also I would bet. After again, I heard that speech. I would bet there is a a proper, dignified, and welcome way to ask someone if they want to be a kvater compared to shouting in the street. You know, it's referring to someone as if their name was kvater. There's there's always uh, everything is uh, always depends on how it's said, right? But the truth and giving them the option, say to them privately. You know, it's up to you. You know, so I don't want to. Let the opportunity pass by if you want to do it, you know, that type of thing. But the true scholar that's brought down on uh, Svarim uh, for having children is Sandik. So right. let me see, they give them Sandik. Not a joke, by the way. Are they willing? Is, is a friend, are they, are they really, is a friend willing, willing to, to give, give up, give, up give, give them a Sandik? Because that's the true scholar that's brought down in the, in, in the, in the Mephoshim. Uh, information about all of this. First of all, there is a Shasathan page. Rabbi Rosen, to his credit, is really not here to ask for donations. Thank God the Shasathan is doing very well. But it would be wrong of me not to give everyone an opportunity to support one of the Lomdim, one of those who are studying Talmud on the 16th of February in honor of those who are trying to have children. So again, shasathan.org, shasathan.org, all the information is there. And of course, there's an entire list of those who are going to be there, and you could sponsor any of them in order to support the organization. Plus... I would assume, especially based on the numbers Rabbi Rosen just told us, that there are people out there who would like to get in touch with the time and know that there's an organization out there who's ready with every type of service imaginable. I went through the services you provide. It's not just the medical. It is way beyond that. Uh, There are many ways that you suggest for people to expand their family. I'm going to say it that way. And and People should go study the website, atime.org, literally A-T-I-M-E.org. The phone number is 718-686-8912, 718-686-8912. If you know somebody who, um, who, who might be in a situation like this in a very respectful, careful manner, let them be aware of the fact or let their relatives be aware of the fact or those who are close to them be aware of the fact that this service and all these services are available from a time. 718-686-8912. Go to the Shasathan site at shasathan.org, and you can uh, support the organization. Rabbi Rosen, anything else you'd like to add to this conversation after you've bowled us over this morning with what a segment of our community is going through? You know, when I was single, a, a, it came time for Yuntif, and a uh, sibling of mine, was, I, I got married when I was almost you know, in my late 20s, and so in my mid-20s, a sibling of mine said, Cholomite is going to be very lonely for you. And I said, what do you mean? Cholomite, why would it be lonely? And I remember Cholomite going, having a good time when I was a teenager. You know, you're with your friends, you go do things. And they said, because half your friends are married and half your friends are going to be at work. You know, it's going to be, and, and sure enough, <laughs> the kachava, you know. And so imagine multiplying that by a million 
when you know everyone's taking their family and having their you know pushing their kids on the swing and taking them to Hershey Park, and you either because you have no choice either have to go to work or choose to because there's no family to go and to entertain and to have fun with during that uh, period of time. There are some couples that get together on Pesach and they would go away somewhere to go together. Right. To go just to... Good uh, suggestion, actually. Just to, they, they just can't deal with yeah, it. I get it. I thank you. I thank you for having us. A pleasure. We'll, we'll talk more about it time. As we get closer to Shasathan, you're going to introduce us to certain people who can address some of these issues even better than you and I can. Definitely. Uh, so we'll do that next week. Bezrat Hashem here at JMAM. 718-686-8912, atime.org. That was my conversation with Rabbi Shaul Rosen, a recent guest on JM and the AM from the A Time organization. Up next, a conversation with Yassi Baumel, who was visiting us from Yeshiva Mokor Chaim in the Gush Etzion section of Israel. Yassi Baumel, a recent guest on JM and the AM. Here he is on JM Rewind at the Nahum Siegel Network. Tuesday morning broadcast, and I am thrilled that Rabbi Yassi Baumol, I don't know if you like when I call you Rabbi or not, I don't remember. My Rosh Hashiva wouldn't like it because I bailed out right before I got to meet Oh, so. okay. So I can call you Yassi. Yeah, please. <laughs> Yassi Baumol is here. It's been a long time. It's been a while. I, I think, honestly, the last time that we had him on was actually in Israel, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Uh, it's been a while since Yassi Baumol has visited us. He is here from Israel. We have a bunch of stuff to talk about before we get to all the details. I'm going to ask him my uh, update questions here at the JM and the AM in terms of what's happening in the Holy Land. So I say to you, Baruch Haba, welcome, and it's great to have you here. Baruch it's really a pleasure to be here. I haven't been in your new digs here. It's great. Yeah, Min- it's like... Uh... Minion next door, parking, it's great. How was the Bialystoker Synagogue? Was it, a, it, it was nice being in a historic building. Since huh? I work for a place that pushes tefillah, I'm very appreciative of the davening slow, but I had to bail out early here, too. <laughs> we have to plan better next time, what can I tell you? I have to plan better. <laughs> um... Let me ask you a couple of update questions before we get to all the details uh, of why you're here. Um, Have you decided who you will be voting for on the 2nd of March? And you don't have to tell me who. I'm just curious if you've already already decided. Will it be similar to who you voted for in the first two elections this year? (laughs) I I, I have to admit that the last election, because they arranged it so quickly, I did not vote because I was away. Oh, if you're away, you're away. And I'm coming back for my next trip on... Uh, with together with Ralph Dovzinger on election day, we actually have an event that night. We have a but you'll get a chance to yeah, vote. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what is your whole? I mean, look, you're living in Efrat still, correct? <laughs> That's correct. Uh, and many of us are familiar with uh, all the great causes you've been with over the years. Um, what is your um, a view as you watch a third election? You know, creep into Israeli society. Like, what do you, what do you, we know what we think. We know what President Trump thinks. He made some comments about it last week. What do you think? Is it, is it, I don't know. Is there a way for you to describe how you feel about it? I think I said this years ago on your show. Uh, it says, Leif Sarim Biyad Hashem, the heart of the, of the rulers is in the hands of God, but Israel is the only place where we have a direct, uh, direct rule by God and we don't really need then anybody else. Then why is God doing this? <laughs> why is he doing, why is he playing this game? You know, on Yom, uh, this is from our Rosh Hashiva on Yom Kippur. Everyone is supposed to speak, assume that they're a Benoni, in other right. words, 50, and that they're 50% 50, right. 50, and that the world is 50 50. And it's your, in your hands to choose. One vote can change the whole world. Yeah, this is the lesson and we learned from this. This is the idea that... uh, Do you think the results are going to be any different than they were the first two times? Uh, I have no idea. idea? It won't be very different, but I'm hoping that, you know, all the wonderful things that Netanyahu has been doing lately will... uh, 
will help the right uh, move up. Right. Did you expect the immediate annexation after the announcement at the White House? No. Even though there were rumors that there would be immediate annexation? I didn't expect it. Uh, and I think he's going to be challenged to do it before the elections. Uh, they've got already demonstrations started. Right. I heard the news this morning. And people, yeah. Some people are really some, – some people who are considered allies of him are pretty upset about it that it hasn't been done yet. Yeah, but, you know, uh, you know, people always ask me what I think about the peace plan. And, I, you know, uh, I remember something that Rabbi Riskin said many years ago. He went to Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky to consult with him about something. And he said, everybody's yelling at me. And Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky said, they muzen schreien dudastin. Which means uh, that they have to yell, but you have to do. We all have the uh, privilege and the comfort of being able to complain about the government and decide what we're going to do if we were in this place. And I think everyone else really does have to cry out for Eretz Yisrael. But I don't want to judge the prime minister. He's got to make practical uh, decisions. And the fact is that every time... There was a peace plan. We ended up with more land uh, of theirs. Uh, if you think about what the borders well, were in 47, of hours, 48, of hours, right, 47. <laughs> for, uh, you, said, you said land of theirs. Slach <laughs> no, That was a mistake. Um, so so uh, like I have a right to correct again, you on again, this. Getting back to what you said before, we don't know. God has a plan. And I'm sure that this is good. Uh, what's happening is really, really, really good for the Jewish people, like everything else that's been happening over the last few decades. One, one of the things that I remembered last week that you had told me, and now you know I was thinking of you when I was listening to the president at the White House, uh, you basically um, said, based on Psukim, I think you said it, uh, that the current borders, the current lines that we're used to, you know, the noticeably Jewish areas in Yudah Shemron, et cetera, those are going to eventually be part of the regular Jewish state, and we have to come to reality that those that are not in areas like that will likely be given away. I to, never said that. Well, what, I think what you... I'm, I'm I trying never to think, said that because I think that, didn't that you say millions that, of refugees have it, left north, southern Syria because that belongs but, to us, but too. Didn't you say? didn't you say something about um, when the wall was built... Oh, oh, okay, you're right. I apologize. There is clearly at the end of Zechariah... It says Vahaya Aluf Kiyudav Ekron Kiyavusi that that there will be a Palestinian autonomy in the Gaza Strip when Mashiach comes. You can look it up at the end of Zechariah. Gaza, Gaza. Yeah, in, in, yeah. Not near Jerusalem. No, 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 no. Over there, it's quite clearly in the Radak and other commentaries explain that just like uh, uh, um, uh, Yavusi, Yavus was a enclave, a non-Jewish enclave during the beginning of King David's time, so too Ekron, which represents the, the Plishtim, uh, will also be have an enclave where they will be subservient, but they will be have their own something going on over there. All right. What happens after that, I don't know, but that's, that's the stage. Maybe we're here, it's Mashiach Titan already. So I, had, I had semi a memory of what you had said. <laughs> I, I sort of remember. By the way, no one should make practical decisions based on uh, these kind of things. A, a Jew has to know that he has to keep the Torah and he has to do what's logical and practical at any given point in time. But it's good to know that there are plans out there and things are happening. Along, according to plan, right? But you've always been on the logical and practical side, and and most of your co- most of your colleagues are not, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> now I just cut a lot of slack for our leaders because we all have the uh, privilege and luxury of not being one of them. And, right. In uh, other words, one of the hardest jobs in the world is being prime minister of Israel. That's no, a, no question. That's about essentially it. what you're saying. Yeah. And so. sometimes people have to cut them cut them some slack, give them a break. Right. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. So those who are protesting him are yelling and screaming. 
that you would hope they'd be a little bit more thoughtful before they... No, the- I didn't say that. I think that it's our job to yell out right. to Eretz Yisrael, but it's his job to make the hard decisions. Right. Understood. Uh, finally, before we get to why you're here, you're a Brooklyn boy, right? That's right. What do you think as you sit in Israel and hear about the anti-Semitic incidents that are happening in the United States? Look, it's scary, and um, the the appearance of anti-Semitism today is really... Um, I don't know, God has plans, I don't know what they are, but between me and you, when I was growing up, we didn't run to the police every time somebody called me a dirty Jew and beat me up in the streets of Borough Park. So, you know, these things have been happening all along, we've been uh, ignoring it, and maybe the world is getting to a better place, that these kind of things are now more, more sensitive to these things, and the world is more sensitive to these things, but I'm not sure that it's that much different, uh... I don't want to. I, I would hope that every single Jew would move to Israel for positive reasons and not because he has to run. But we know that it's. Uh, Ashur represents those who come from the happy countries, and Mitzrayim comes from those narrow places, from the tourist places. And uh, both will all come together. The message is Israel's there no matter what the purpose might be, no matter what the reason is that someone has to leave a country they're in. Right. Do you, have, uh, do you still have people moving into Efrat? Does Efrat continue to grow, or it's basically hit? Well, it's, uh... basically, uh, about three, four years ago, they uh, allowed a new wave of building the two new neighborhoods that are are mostly populated now, but they built hundreds of apartments. And for me, who I'm thinking at this stage of my life to move to, to Yushalayim, to a smaller apartment, my, my house has gone down in value because of all the real uh, estate. Uh. And it should continue that way, Baruch Hashem. It's, uh, there are a lot of people moving into the area. Uh, this year, there was a very positive growth in the growth rate, rate of growth in Yudan Shomron, and uh, let's hope it continues. Amazing. Um, all right, last time we spoke, you were with Yeshiva Makar Chaim. That's correct. And Makar Chaim is active, and at that time, you were looking to establish a more permanent building for them in the area of, that, uh, of Yehuda, correct? <clears throat> That's correct. What happened was, after the kidnapping of the three boys, two of them who are students, Rav Dov Zinger came to me and said, you know, we never really had to raise money before, but now the government gave us this piece of land, and, you know, maybe a third of it is going to be paid by the government, but we have to raise money. And I came on board. I left Stayrot uh, regretfully, uh, and, I, 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 and I started working 10 minutes from my house instead of an hour and 10 minutes. <laughs> and uh, for me, it's been a spiritual journey. Everybody who comes to work at Mkorchayim ends up coming to work there for themselves because they look in, into their soul uh, from the experience, and it's really changed my life in many different ways. Uh, and I think... Basically, uh, the world r- relies on three things. Torah, Avod, and Gemilut Chasadim. Torah, there's more Torah learning than ever before in history. Gemilut Chasadim, there are more fundraisers, more organizations, more gemachs. There's more than that. What's Avodah? We've lost our connection, our emotional connection to God. It affects our, it, 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 it affects our children. It affects our, our observance. And this is something that uh, Rav Dovzinger really is the pioneer of in Israel. He's, we're the only organization that's being paid by the Israeli government to teach elementary school kids how to daven or teach their teachers how to teach them how to daven. Uh, we've taken this whole, whole approach to uh, to schools as well. We have a, we have a uh, pilot program with Fuchs Mizrahi uh, School in Cleveland, Cleveland uh, where we're doing intensive teacher training there. Uh, by vis- them visiting us, we visiting them, Skype, Zoom, etc. And basically, we turned the whole Limude uh, Kodesh, uh, the whole Hebrew Limude Kodesh staff into a Chabura, where they're trying to they help each other, connecting up with each other and connecting up with themselves and then connecting up with the students, and it's made a tremendous difference uh, in, in the school there. So this is uh, basically, he's taken Hasidic 
and he's at the forefront of the, of, I don't like to use the word neo-Hasidic, right. he calls it Hasidit, Hasidut Eretz Yisrael, but he's at the forefront, Rav Dov Zinger is at the forefront of, of this revolution where people look into their hearts, and you can ask any of the kids who came back from MTA just last week from uh, a month in our yeshiva, and you can see an unbelievable difference. Oh, they still have that program? Yeah, we still have the program. I was there last night in YU, and I met the guys who just came back, and I met our students are here. Uh, we took a picture at the uh, uh, sperm sale because Rav Dovzinger's new book in English just came out. And we, and is he the Rosh Hashiva? He is the Rosh Hashiva. He's officially the Rosh Hashiva. He's the Rosh Hashiva of three organizations, basically Yeshiva Makor Chaim, Lefnai Velefim, a teacher's training program together with Herzog College, which gives a BA and MA in alternate education uh, and and also Beit Midrash Litrachut, which is sort of an adult outreach spiritual place uh, center where people come we have a, a center in Yushalayim as well where people come to learn how to daven, to learn how to connect with themselves. And basically, the, in order to talk to God, you have to first learn how to talk to your wife. You have to first learn how to talk to each other. And when you can know how to connect up to people, then you'll believe that somebody's listening when you're talking, when you, uh, when you talk to Hashem, uh, when you daven. Yassi Baum was here. What's the status of the building? So we finished one uh, dormitory complex, uh, and uh, we had a many months of uh, argument with the education ministry. The high school building itself is being built more or less 90% by the government, and they have a right to choose the contractor. We didn't accept their contractor. That's all been solved. We're probably starting construction on three more buildings, which will enable us to move uh, a year and a half from now uh, within a matter of weeks. And it's officially in the town or city of? It's outside of Neve Daniel. It's down below in the valley of uh, below Neve Daniel uh, on the ancient Patriarch's Road, the road that used to connect up Hebron to Shalim. We have the uh, ancient mikvahs for the first time in history, the mikvah that served the Ole Regel on our road in Gush Etzion, filled up with water already, and you can actually use it, first time in history. Uh, and we're building on this historic site where they have Roman milestones. And it's really, you know, when I talk to people about getting involved with Makor Chaim, besides the spiritual aspect of it, the idea that one can make a dedication on the Derech Avot, where Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov walked, where Elazar Maccabi fell in the battle underneath the, uh, the elephant outside of Elazar, uh, and it's such a historic place. It's just like an unbelievable project, and that's why uh, I'm really, really happy that this is going to be probably my swan song. I'll be working here until uh, I retire. Uh, last time we were in Israel with Mizrahi, just a few weeks ago, we uh, we spoke uh, with Racheli Frankel. I would assume that she and all the parents are kept up to date on the progress at Makar Chaim. Absolutely. Besides that, Racheli, my wife studies with Racheli at Matan. So uh, I don't know if you saw my article in the Jewish Press about women's dafayomi. I did see it. Yeah. Okay. That's nothing to do with my work, but just uh, right. Well, you were you were uh, trumpeting the fact that uh, that they are as involved as they are in the study of Talmud. Well, look, if you want to spend a minute on this topic, yeah, sure. uh, basically what I was trying to say is that there is the women, the minority of women have always learned Gemara throughout history, and there's nothing wrong with that halachically according to the way halacha is today. Now I'm looking into another thing. I read a very interesting book that has a haskama from Rabbi Belsky about the fact that as we get closer to Mashiach times, women's roles get stronger religiously. It brings from the Arizal, and it's very big in Lubavitch as well also, that the way the moon set, lessened itself at the beginning of creation and Hashem promised that he would restore the moon. Right. So so two women will be restored to an equal level. I'm not sure exactly how or where or what, but this process of feminism, every and this is, I think, the message of a lot of what Makor Chaim is doing is that we see good in everything, even in the postmodern uh, move, uh, movement. If a person can say, uh, say I'm not a man, I'm a woman, by just saying those words, right. think about a word, what a word of feeler can change. Right. 
So they, 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 these are things that are happening as the Jewish people getting closer and closer to what was supposed to be. We see all kinds of things happening that were predicted by our rabbis down through the years. And, wow. and, and this idea of women learning Torah is something that pushes the envelope. And, and uh, Sarah Shnira certainly pushed the envelope. And it was, I saw the tshuvas when they say, Eight lasot lashem We don't have to justify this halachically. There's no choice. It's pikuach nefesh. We have to do this. And maybe we're getting to a stage where women's learning will even push the envelope also. So, and, and the, but I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not pushing that. I'm saying according, you're analyzing, to, right? I'm, according to present halacha, there is nothing wrong with a minority of women learning uh, Gemara if they want to. I don't think that it should be an a, uh, a automatic class for all women in all schools, but it should be a choice, and there's nothing with them learning that. And many people are not aware that um, earlier this uh, earlier, well, last month actually, it's already last month. Wow! Uh, on Wednesday night, uh, January the first, there was what people called a Haredi Siyamashas uh, Abinyan Haoma. We were there the following night for what people referred to as Mizrahi. Siyamashas, but the following Sunday there was actually a women's Siyamashas in Benin. Well, there actually were two. Uh, there was one Saturday night at Matan, which my wife ran because uh, she runs the program at uh, the Dafayomi program at Matan, uh, and uh, that was. Uh, and the next night was this other one that was run as a mass right. advertising event. More of a hamonam thing. Yeah, my wife came back and said, I didn't go to the second one, I went to the first one. My wife came back and said, the first scene was about Torah, the second one was about women. But. Uh, <laughs> All right. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> there you go. Yossi Baumel's here in our studio at JM in the AM. And uh, the reason he's chosen this week to visit us is because you have some news about some key events that are going on. Yeah, I'm here preparing a trip of our Rosh Yeshiva. You know, two years ago, Rav Dov Zinger was spent a month in NYU, and I was just talking to, uh, as a scholar in residence. A month? A month. Oh, three weeks. Wow. And uh, a lot of people who are now teaching in schools throughout the country got to know him then. And uh, when I started working with Mekorchem, nobody knew who he was, and now he's super popular. Koren decided, or Magid Books decided, to put out his book, his Hebrew bestseller, Tikon Tefilati, in English. And it's in the Sfarim and sale. And it just came out now. It's at the Sfarim sale. And uh, we're doing a series of book launch events, which are basically musical. Um, uh, who does the music? Uh, we have David Ziff, Duvidal. Very He's nice. Doing it. We our Hasidim here in uh, in America re- recommended him that he would be you know work with well with. The, so actually, he's traveling with the rabbi. Rav Dov asked me to bring my son Mordechai, right. uh, who we've done stuff with him before, but uh, since he was expecting right around then, uh, he couldn't commit. And to with coming. that in mind, Mazal Tov to Yassi Balmul because his grandson was born yesterday. That's correct, Mazal Tov. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, here's what's going to be happening. Uh, join us for a special book launching event of Rabbi Dov Singer's Prepare. My Prayer, Recipes to Awaken the Soul, Magid Book's New English uh, Language Translation of his bestseller, Tikkun Tikkun Tfilati. Come and welcome the joyous month of Adar for a musical, spiritual voyage with this modern Orthodox Hasidic master. Here is the schedule. Uh, Rabbi Singer and Duvidil and MC Yassi Baumel will be together for Shabbat. At no, the book, no, just the Shabbat and two Shabbatot. Not Duvidal won't be there. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you get okay. my point. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, for Shabbat, <laughs> February the twentieth through the twenty third, as scholar in residence at Boca Raton Synagogue down in Florida. And after our trip last week to Florida, it's obvious that we have a lot of people listening down there right now. So Boca Raton, get ready. That's Thursday through Shabbat, February the twentieth through the twenty third. On Monday. February the 24th, it'll be a YU Yarche Kala happening. Oh, that we know the Yarche Kala. We, we broadcast from there once down there at the Boca Raton City. There'll be, a, there'll be like 100 rabbis there, if not more. 
Uh, Monday, February 24th, the same day, that night, he'll be up at the Young Israel of New Rochelle. On Tuesday, February the 25th, the main New York City event is going to be happening at Lincoln Square Synagogue. That's Tuesday night, February the 25th. On Wednesday night, February the 26th, Congregation Renat Yisrael, Rabbi Adler, Shul, and Teaneck. And then Shabbat, the final Shabbat in February, Spirituality in Education Conference and Community Shabbaton at the Fuchs Mizrahi School in Cleveland. And this all wraps up, this big tour wraps up on Sunday, March the 1st at 9.15 in the morning at the Young Israel of Woodmere. You have on this list some places that are going to bring you massive crowds, to say the least. I hope so, and uh, we're going to take all their blessings and all their prayers back with us so that we can vote on Monday, the following right. day in Israel. And, and March 1st, both Rabbi Singer and Yossi plan on voting in the third. March 2nd. <laughs> oh, March 2nd, sorry, March. yeah. March 2nd, they plan on voting in the third go-round of the Israeli elections that the entire world is talking about. So this is a major tour. I mean, this is a big deal here that's, uh, that's going on. It, it, it's, all... it's unbelievable how he's, his popularity has exploded here in the United States. I had a big argument with him. He says, I have, you know, when I come back from America, I get four phone calls from the head of education ministry. How come I go to America? We want you to do stuff in Israel all the time. So I'm only going, what I call it, what I call Hashem Shemaim, he says, is if you make money. And I said, no, you got it all wrong. Just like an individual person, Hashem finds his skills and his best side by forcing him to join the job market. So, too, God cursed all the important organizations that they have to raise money so the Rosh Hashiva shouldn't sit in the Beit Midrash all day long, but should go out and, and educate the public. So I'm raising yeah, money. Yeah, Fem Mahod, and that's from a fundraiser. That's they, coming. Yeah, yeah, actually, Mati Dan told me that many years <laughs> He's ago. He's also a fundraiser, yeah, huh? Yeah. And, and, and I said, this is happening because you're supposed to teach your Torah in America as well. That's why it's happening. You know, we uh, we have a mantra now that's going on. You know that the World Zionist Congress election is going on. You're familiar with it from sure. your days in North America. And, um, you know, one of the things that we on Slate 4 with the Mizrahi are reminding people is that, uh, you know, for a long time, for the first 70 years, it was the diaspora Jews who took care of Israel. Now we turn to Israel to take care of the diaspora Jews, and you and others are doing just that. I don't know how this would have played 10 or 20 years ago if, if a rabbi like Rabbi Singer would have, in fact, taken your advice and run to America and other areas of the diaspora to spread this word. But now, sorry about that. But now we see more and more people in Israel reaching out globally and really getting involved in the world of the diaspora. And believe me, we are desperate for it right now. I know. We just had the heads of Azrieli come to uh, visit us uh, in the yeshiva. We have visitors all the time from America looking at our, our educational methods. And uh, and it's, it's just an unbelievable thing. But you know what? If, if I can, if the, if, if, but during davening in, in Israel, if a guy comes knocking on the door and asks for tzedakah for a call in Argentina, then you know things are changing in the world. <laughs> Correct, to say the least. I remember the, that happened around uh, uh, 2008 when all of a sudden, uh, because of the economic downturn here, all of a sudden you saw people going to Israel to fundraise. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this is quite different than it used to be, to well, say you know, the least. Do you know that in America all the holy rabbis, rebbes, are named after towns in in Europe? But in Israel we have the Boston Rebbe and the Cleveland Rebbe and right. the Pittsburgh Rebbe. So think about where things are moving. <laughs> if they decided to go, all of us would decide to go. All right, so this all starts on February the 20th. It goes till March 1st. I assume on the Makor Chaim website people can get information? Or? That's right, makorchaim.org. It's M-A-K-O-R Chaim, M-A-K-O-R Chaim.org. Uh, you can also email makorchaimusa at gmail.com, makorchaimusa at gmail.com. And there is a phone number, 917-929-8525, 917 
8525. And there are principals, obviously, and faculty members in different schools listening right now. They may want, I'm not talking about this tour specifically, but they might, we may, may want to connect with you just to take advantage of what you're doing via the internet, Skype, etc. Yeah, we have two days in New York that were basically filled up already, more or less, with uh, that but sort I'm of thing. But I'm saying in general, like, you know, you said that there's stuff that's going on across the seas, you know, in terms well, of... Well, uh, we, we, we have to finish our pilot project in uh, Cleveland, and then, because we don't, we, we're limited with resources, we have, you should know that with the, with the elections not happening, uh, we, we, uh, the, our program where we teach kids in, in, high, in elementary schools in Israel how to daven was funded by the government, and we haven't gotten that funding this year because of that. So, like, you know, we, we were very limited in what we can do, and we're building a campus at the same time. So we're limited to what we can do. But if we succeed with this, pro- with this project, and we'll make a decision about it in the coming months probably, then we'll see how we can expand that uh, to other schools as well. Uh, how many students are in Makor Chaim right now? We have 320 students in Makor Chaim, and we have thousands of people who take part in our monthly, uh, bi-monthly uh, education, not by, uh, weekly educational projects in Jerusalem, near the Shuk, we have a shul that we do stuff in, and we do go throughout the country. We have Rosh Chodesh davening throughout the country every month in a different place. We have thousands of people taking place. Where is the shul near the Shuk? Which one is it? Um, I forgot the name How of it. Close it's is called it Beit Tefillah. It's right near the Shuk. Right near the Shuk. You can go find it on our website. Um, and. In fact, this is the yeshiva that Rav Steinzaltz, I mean, what do we say? He founded it? He was Rav one of the Steinzaltz first... founded it. He still comes very often. He came before Rosh Hashanah to give out a candy to every single student in, in the yeshiva before Rosh Hashanah. It's a beautiful picture sweet, to see. The sweet New Year. Yeah, huh? yeah. And he comes often to us. Uh, he cannot speak because of right. his stroke. But he understands everything. And uh, I was at CM and Shas in Tekoa with him just recently. And he's he's doing okay, but unfortunately we can't. Uh, but someone he, he told me he's still able to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He communic- to comment on 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 certain publications. You know, if they have a question for him, they can bring it. To yeah, him. yeah, that's, absolutely. That's absolutely. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. All right, Yossi Bamo. Anything else you'd like to add? I just want to say that thank you, Nachum, for all the wonderful things you do for the Jewish people. I really, really appreciate it, and I'm very happy that this project here is succeeding. Amen and I'm looking that. forward to davening the Bialystok Shul in the future as well. <laughs> You just have to choose which minion, that's all. Um, Thursday through Shabbat, February the 20th through the 23rd, Makar Chaim, Rabbi Singer, uh, Yassi Balmel, some of these events, music by Duvidal, happening at Boca Raton Synagogue, 24th of February at BRS, Monday night at the at the Y, no. Monday rather, at the YU Yarche Kala, that's Monday, February 24th, Monday night, February 24th at the Young Israel of New Rochelle, Tuesday night, February 25th at Lincoln Square Synagogue, Wednesday night, February 26th, the Congregation Reunite Yisrael in Teaneck. Shabbat, uh, last Shabbat in February, the uh, Shabbaton, Community Shabbaton Education Conference at Fuchs Mizrahi School in Cleveland. And Sunday, March the 1st, early in the morning, 9.15, at the Young Israel of Woodmere. For Rabbi Dove Singer and the amazing people from Makor Chaim. Information, go to the website, makorchaim.org, M-A-K-O-R Chaim, M-A-K-O-R Chaim.org, or makorchaimusa at gmail.com or 917-929-8525. Mazal tov to you and the entire family. Thank you very much. And we hope to see you again soon. Uh, absolutely. Thank you for everything, Nachum. Really appreciate it. Yassi, Have a great day. Yassi Baumel, a great visit from somebody who is a, uh, a, a wonderful person and great personality and has his hand on the pulse of the Jewish people, to say the least. Although he may deny that, frankly. That was my recent conversation with Yassi Baumel from Yeshiva Makar Chaim, who visited us at JM in the AM. That does it for this edition of JM Rewind. Plenty more coming up if you keep it right here.
at the Nahum Siegel Network.